Hi, I'm Tom Field, Senior Vice President of Editorial with Information Security Media Group. My topic today is Unified Endpoint Management, and I'm speaking with John Harrington, Jr. and Ryan Schwartz. They're both Product Marketing Managers with IBM Mass 360 with Watson. John, Ryan, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you. Thanks for having us on. So, gentlemen, this whole concept of Unified Endpoint Management, or UEM, it's an emerging market. What do IT and security leaders need to take into consideration prior to making their UEM investment? Sure, I'm happy to tackle that one. So Unified Endpoint Management started from mobile device management, enterprise mobility management, and it's really, it's not too different from those concepts. Really the difference with Unified Endpoint Management is that it exists because devices have grown in number, variety, and complexity. Um, and the use cases have also become more complex in a workplace context. So with all that considered, IT teams need a more effective way to manage any type of device from a single place using a consistent approach, hence the term unified endpoint management. And all that revolves around end users today. They want to be able to do work from anywhere, and they want to be able to get access to the apps and resources they need to be productive and get a consistent experience in the process, no matter what device they're using. So, you know, with all that considered, IT and security leaders need to select the UEM platform that balances all those needs accordingly. What are some of the major trends that you find UEM addresses? Uh, yeah, so this is Ryan here. I'll tackle that one. Some of the trends, and a lot of these come from analyst reports, which is what we're seeing in the market when we speak to customers, competitors. Some of the major ones really include low-touch, no-touch deployments, uh, specifically for laptops and other desktop-type operating systems because it enables more of an out-of-the-box experience, is able to um, you know, provision these devices over the air, which helps with configuration time, end-user setup, that sort of thing. Outside of that, some larger concepts like threat management, especially with the proliferation of different types of uh, attack vectors beyond just malware. I mean, you have to combat phishing, crypto jacking, man-in-the-middle attacks. Moving from that, and actually kind of hand-in-hand with threat management, you have AI and analytics, because that's going to help with your awareness, prioritization, informed decision-making around risks, um, opportunities presented by the different devices and operating systems under management. Uh, and then again, all of this wraps together with unified employment management. So the next piece is identity and access management, since the real idea here uh, with UEM trends is managing the user rather than just simply managing the devices, since all of them are used from that single point. So with the identity and access, you're providing recognized, recognized and compliant users with access to corporate data. And then finally, platform convergence is probably the major trend and the real reason that we're moving towards UEM in the first place. It's combining agent and MDM, our MDM API-based agent management, as well as uh, some of the legacy tools like client management that was uh, originally used for desktops and laptops. So when making a UEM investment, what types of cost considerations need to be made? Sure. Yeah, and, and when, you, when you say the word cost, one of the first things that comes to mind is, is dollars and cents, right? Um, and I, I think that's a big mistake. Especially when you're thinking about all the, the complexity that comes with UEM, you need to get it right. Um, and you need to make sure you're balancing your resources and their time. So I would say time is a really big consideration you need to make. You know, it can, it can revolve around the deployment time, the time it takes to configure your endpoints. Do you have to audit or patch or keep them up to date, resolve help desk tickets? All that needs to be taken into account. 
And when you're when you're thinking of it in that context, you're talking about human resources. Uh, the human capital is another area that I think gets looked a little bit later on in the game than than the actual dollar cents breakdown. Um, and I think it's important to quantify, you know, how many people do you have on deck dedicated to this, managing the environment, and what are their roles and responsibilities. And when you when you're taking all that into consideration, what are you uh, sacrificing when ignoring benefits of improving the end user experience? So, you know, that could be around autonomy, productivity. Um, you need to take all of that into account when you're, when you're rolling out UEM, especially with those considerations I, I mentioned earlier on around balancing needs of end users, uh, not just managing the devices in the environment. Now, I understand that there's been some research conducted that takes some of these factors into account. What can IT and security leaders learn from this research? So to answer that really quickly, there has been research, yeah, and they can learn a lot. But just to expand on that, so we had recently commissioned uh, Forrester Consulting to conduct TEI study, tech, total economic impact, specifically for Mass360 with Watson, IBM's Unified Employee Management Platform. So for that study, Forrester had spoken to 19 clients of ours to gather substantial data based on their real-life uh, environments, business cases, how it's been impacting them especially versus what they had done prior to having a UEM. So they had assessed the different approaches of before and after the tool and were able to generate a considerable, uh, considerable amount of data around ROI and a fast break-even on their investment. How did the composite organization from this study reduce time in configuring their endpoint environment? Sure. And yeah, before I jump into the response there, just to kind of level set on, on composite organization respective to this study, just so listeners kind of understand Forrester, in, in the process of developing the research, interviewed 19 actual Mass360 UEM customers. Um, and with the feedback that they received, they actually comprised a composite organization that anyone that's making this ROI or TEI assessment can look at and say, okay, here's how I can benchmark or compare my organization to the overall aggregate of the survey feedback that, that Forrester comprised during their research. So with that considered, before using Mass360, the composite organization that's outlined in the study had to manually provision and configure every endpoint, which was found to be a very time-consuming endeavor. And with Mass360, post-deployment, uh, and, and once they had uh, it, it rolled out across the devices, they, they used a low-touch, no-touch configuration process that Ryan mentioned, uh, which substantially reduced the time and effort that was needed to configure their endpoints. Um, and if you actually look at the numbers, it was a 96% reduction in time when you compare what they were doing before the, the deployment. So pretty substantial. So following up on that, you mentioned the time it takes to set up end users. What specifically was done to improve that with Mass360? So there were a few things that were done in that case, because uh, just to start from the start, prior to Mass360, administrators were typically tasked with manually applications, manually provisioning devices one by one for different departments. So by leveraging Mass360's more granular capabilities around provisioning, uh, the IAM solution, identity and access management solution, uh, to help create that more frictionless pathway for users that are being onboarded, uh, administrators and end users were able to save time during that setup process, and Forrester found that to be a reduction of 47% in time spent. When you stop and think about patching and updating endpoints, it doesn't sound like that much of an arduous process, but can you explain why this is an important time consideration for security leaders? 
Sure, yeah, and, and that kind of boils down to the approach, right? Um, before using the Mass360 based patch and update management functionality, it was very uneven and unvaried based on the, the device type that you're talking about. Um, and once they had adopted Mass360, that came a lot more simplified. Uh, so you get a lot more visibility into the security posture across the endpoints. You get it all from one place, right? So you're able to reduce the time needed to audit and patch. Um, and in the case of the survey feedback that Forrester came up with, with the, again, the 19 interviewees, uh, they found 58% reduction in audit time and patch time reduced by 50%. So again, uh, we're seeing this across the board in, in how you just make processes much more efficient. So let's talk about support tickets. Some people would argue that's a given, we just have to deal with them. But how can UEM help cut down on the number of tickets that an organization receives from its end users? Yeah, I mean, they're always going to be a given. Tickets will always be a given. But the idea here is not only can they be cut down on, it's streamlining the res resolving of those tickets, making sure that, you know, it's not just tickets upon tickets for simple bug fixes or what are perceived as bug fixes or simple little issues that an end user can figure out themselves. Um, so basically before adopting Mass360, the composite organization in that study had no way of deflecting routine ticket requests. Like I said, some of those simple things like password resets, mapping printers, installing apps, some of the other common issues that can be answered uh, through you know, a, a wizard, in this case, Mass360's AI assistant, the SSO experience helps um, to streamline app installation and app usage, and then also a self-service customer portal if a customer is you know, a little more enterprising and wants to do everything themselves. Um, and then the findings in that study were to mass reduce the volume of tickets by 50% and the time needed to resolve those tickets by 55%. So gentlemen, once end users have been set up, how effective can a UEM tool really be in enabling them to do their best work no matter where they happen to be? Sure. Yeah, and, and I, in the very beginning, we, we mentioned this a lot, but we, we think UEM is all about you know, end user centricity. And, and you want to make sure that you, they have the tools at their disposal to be productive. Um, and I think that's something that was uncovered here, right? Before rolling out Mass360, it was a struggle to be able to get that anytime, anywhere accessibility, uh, being productive outside the office. And, and when you talk about global organizations that are wide spanning across different geographies with you know, very diverse endpoint environments, that, that can obviously become a problem. So post rollout, Mass360 enables these organizations to grant that, that secure access to a more extensive uh, set of applications. And, and we do that through something like a unified endpoint management application catalog, which is a unified app catalog, putting everything in one place and, and reducing the amount of strain it puts on end users to go on a scavenger hunt to find what they need to be productive. Um, and furthermore, native IAM capabilities within the platform, IAM being identity access management, that reduces the complexity, uh, you know, in terms of the number of passwords that someone needs to remember or enter anytime they're switching from app to app uh, through what we call a single sign-on experience. Last question I have for you. Aside from the cost-benefits analysis that was undertaken, what else did you learn about Mass360 customers via this Forrester study? So as it pertains to the study, yeah, outside of numbers, there were a few business case scenarios uh, that were learned about as well. We uncovered uh, some ways the customers chose to implement Mass360 and how they realized some value from it. A couple of those, just as an example, were openness 
and cost-effective BYOD. So in the case of openness, uh, what we mean by that is the ability to adopt a wider variety of devices, operating systems, while still maintaining a high level of security and control. Um, because the, the end goal of a successful UEM deployment should be essentially the crossroads of productivity and security. We want to make sure that and regardless of complexity of an environment, of applications, devices, users, operating systems, departments, whatever it might be, that the solution is open enough to handle all that complexity while still providing the security it's promised by partnering with IBM Security. And then one of the other big pieces, like I said, was cost-effective BYOD. So that option, BYOD in itself is bring your own device. So it's the option of reducing the number of endpoints that have to be purchased as corporate devices and instead allowing end users to use their own devices while giving the peace of mind that there will still be a high level of security around that personal device use. Well, very good. Ryan, John, I appreciate your time and insight today. Thanks so much. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you. This was great. The topic has been Unified Endpoint Management. I've been speaking with John Harrington, Jr. and Ryan Schwartz. They're product marketing managers with IBM Mass360 with Watson. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tom Field. Thank you very much.